3: i am awake
1: welcome to native roots radio presents i'm awake and i'm your host wakanja Hade. hey karegi to all my friends and relatives in four directions you're listening to native roots radio presents i'm awake and i'm your host robert pilot we discuss local and national native news and events and as you know haley native issues are human issues and human issues are native issues
4: they are, Robert. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
1: Hey, we got a, a groovy guest here, uh, Jacob Bernier, uh, and we're going to be talking a little bit about reframing our stories at the Minnesota Historical Society. So I want to get going right away uh, with this because there's exciting things happening and uh, there's a, a exciting exhibit down at the at the Historical Society right now. Welcome. Uh, Jacob.
2: Taunchy, uh good to see you, Robert. Good to see you, Haley. Uh, thank you for having me today.
1: Hey, well, let's talk a little bit. Of, uh, the, we're going to have you on for a couple segments, and then uh, rumor has it Wendy's going to be on the show today, and uh, I'm looking at her right now, and she's uh, getting prepped. Wendy, are, are, you, are you ready to be on later? I am.
3: I'm ready, and I can't wait.
1: <laughs> right on. Hey, so... <laughs> With that in mind, uh, let's talk a little bit about, well, uh, what's happening on, um, on the 21st at the Minnesota History Center and uh, the exhibit uh, and uh, reframing our stories. And let's talk a little bit about the whole exhibit, but uh, that, there's some exciting things going on and uh, let's let our uh, audience know what's happening this Saturday.
2: Absolutely. So this Saturday, uh, starting at 11 a.m., running till 2 p.m., we'll be having a community event here at the History Center uh, for the brand new exhibit, Reframing Our Stories. Um, We will have guest speakers, we will have food, and luckily we will also have you uh, and Haley, hopefully, uh, to join us for a live broadcast of Native Roots Radio.
1: Yeah, we're we're really excited, and uh, I got to back up a second. We're here with Jacob Bernier, and he's program and outreach specialist with the Minnesota Historical Society. And uh, thank you, Wendy, for that. And uh, it's always really good to talk about our history and uh, and reframing it. It sounds like a really really good name because we talked a little bit about this a couple days ago. And just how you guys came about with this collection and how it was labeled. Maybe you can let our audience know uh, that interesting story.
2: Yeah. Uh, So we have the archives from the Star Tribune. Um, So we're the state repository here at the Historical Society. And a colleague of ours uh, came across this box and opened it up. And inside were folders and they were just labeled Indians. And so uh, we had conversations within my department, Native American initiatives, and thought, what can we do with these folders? What can we do with these photos? And so for a little over a year now, we've been working on this exhibit. Um, A large part of it, of course, is working with community members to identify folks in these photos. Um, The other bigger part is the articles themselves and how problematic they are. Uh, And so that's how we came up with the name Reframing Our Stories, because we want to be able to tell these stories from Native perspectives. Um, And most of the articles were not written by Native people.
1: Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I know years ago, uh, when the St. Paul paper would take your picture, they would put your name on there and your address where you lived. But that's really interesting that that didn't happen very often, especially with the, the collection you have. And uh, really had to do some mining and some reaching out to the community on who these people were because, you know, those were our leaders and young people that are older and family members. And I just I can't imagine all the uh, stories that you have to tell about these this uh, this Easter egg hunt, so to speak.
2: Yeah, exactly. So we have a little over one hundred and sixty of these photos to choose from. And so we decided on around twenty ish, and so uh, with with the community engaged in events that we've done at the Minneapolis American Indian Center, at the U of M Palo, uh, we've had events here at the History Center where we've you know been able to share food and share stories with community members to really get a better understanding behind what was happening in these photos. Um, I'm I'm happy to talk more about the themes that we have. I'm happy to talk more about uh my favorite photo. Um, but yeah, just let me know what you'd like to know.
1: Well, let's talk about the themes, but first I have a little story too that we uh that one of the the big families here in Ho Chunk, the Claremont's, um, they had a family member in there that uh with a different last name and it was like that was an amazing story. Do, do you uh, have any insight on, on that story? Because, like I say, the Claremonts are huge Ho-Chunk people here, in, especially St. Paul, uh, the west side, but they're, they're really uh, a big influential family over the years here in St. Paul.
2: Yeah, so uh, Henry Green Crow uh, was mm-hmm. one of the uh, founding folks for American Indian Radio that happened mm-hmm. in the 70s. And it was the first native radio station within the Twin Cities. Um, and, you know, it was it was three guys having a good time telling stories, making jokes, but also playing music. Um, mm-hmm. But more importantly, talking about the events that were going on in the community and making sure that folks were able to be heard at the same time. Um, luckily enough, uh, one of our colleagues in my department, uh, Manny White Eagle, is related to Henry. And so <laughs> um, we were able to have conversations with him and his grandmother uh, Bonnie Claremont and so we're hoping to be able to highlight more about her and more about Henry within the exhibit.
1: Yeah that's just a great great story and uh, who would have thunk it and I know when I think I saw you guys a year ago when when you first started this program and were out in the community I I grabbed that picture because uh, you were giving out pictures too of people and I went there's a older picture from the 60s of Native Americans uh, and Ho-Chunk on the radio. So it was like, yeah, that's a keeper, and uh, it's hanging up in my studio right now.
2: That's great. Yeah, and I want to make sure that folks listening in can, can know that if there's photos that you see in this exhibit, we will make sure that you get a copy of it.
1: Go ahead, Haley.
4: Yeah, that's super cool. I was just curious too, um, if you're watching on our YouTube Live or our Facebook Live right now, I'm curious to see where you are currently right now, Jacob, with the pictures and the, and the art behind you.
2: Yeah, so uh, I'm fortunate enough to give you a kind of a sneak peek of the exhibit itself. Um, so you'll see up above my head is some motifs that we had done by uh, native artist, uh, Lucy Shefty. Um, and then we have some of the photos behind me too. I don't want to give too much away because we want folks to come on Saturday. Um, but yeah, just a little sneak peek and you might see some languages that look familiar too. Um, so yeah, I, I hope everyone can come out on Saturday.
1: Well, we got a couple minutes left in this segment and I do really, really want to talk about in the next se- segment, the, the themes of the exhibit and, uh, because I, I got a little preview of that, and I think they're really, really interesting. But what uh, is your uh, favorite picture?
2: So there is one that is titled Four Generations, and it's four generations of women um, who, one of which went to Augsburg College with Bonnie Wallace as uh, her mentor. And wow. so with that photo, we were able to get other stories. And it just kind of you know snowballed from there to be able to just... Really bring in more information about what was happening behind the scenes.
1: Well, and I want to let everybody know too. This is a free. Uh, this this is a free uh, event, and uh, really excited. It's at the Minnesota History Center, uh, October twenty first, and it's reframing our stories. And we are here right now with Jacob Bernier, and he's the program. Outreach uh, Specialist for the Minnesota Historical Society. And we're going to talk a little bit more after this uh, short break. So that's us uh, stay with us. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake.
4: Be a vaccinative. As the fall season continues, new COVID-19 variants threaten the health of not just you, but our elders as well. These new variants might even evade previous vaccines. That's why it's important to stay up to date. The newly authorized vaccines target current variants effectively and are FDA approved for ages six months and older. But there is an important note. These are the first COVID vaccines to be commercialized, which means there may be costs associated with them. Speak with your health insurer about your coverage before scheduling an appointment to avoid a surprise bill. For those without health insurance, help is available. Ask your health clinic about options or visit vaccines.gov for free locations. Getting vaccinated protects you from severe disease. Don't put yourself or elders at risk. So be a vaccinative and protect our community. You can visit vaccines.gov for free vaccine locations.
0: This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health.
4: Getting bus and train information in your language just got easier. Customers who call Metro Transit at 612-373-3333 are able to select language options at the start of the call. Access Next Trip, their automated real-time schedule information tool and other Metro Transit assistance by calling 612 373 For more information about other transit informational tools, visit metrotransit.org slash tools. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda,
3: and you're listening to Native Roots Radio.
1: And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
4: This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Support Honest Native News from Natives themselves. Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon.
1: Hey, I heard that's a great show. Uh, please support them. Oh, wait, that's us. Hey, ho, uh, Hey, we're here with Jacob uh, Bernier, and he's the program outreach specialist of the Minnesota Historical Society, and we're talking about the new event and exhibit that's coming up called reframing our stories at the Minnesota history center. And we have left off with talking a little bit about, or we haven't really talked to any about uh, is the themes of the exhibit. And so I see that there's two, four, five of them and they look really interesting. Uh, Let's uh, talk about that.
2: Yeah. So when we were deciding which photos to use in the exhibit, we, we tried to narrow it down as best as we could. And one way of doing that was trying to categorize the photos. Um, And with those categories, we really tried to narrow it down on what they really mean. And so for instance, we have our wellness and that looks at not just, you know, physical, but also mental health. Um, We have our resiliency that really shows how native people are still around because of, you know, having to deal with so many, so many things Um, we have our teachings Because without our teachings, who are we, right? Um, Mm -hmm. It goes on to our self-determination, really looking at community organizing and all of the events that have taken place in the last five or six decades. Um, And then uh, the other one that we have, of course, is our Twin Cities, um, because that's what this exhibit is really focusing on, is Native people around the Twin Cities, um, not just surviving, but thriving
1: absolutely and you know it's fun too and it's really cool that you know you're talking about the twin cities because a lot of times uh people just talk about franklin avenue which you know has its rich history but darn you know there was a big community on the west side of saint paul uh, frog town uh the east side and there still is a big remnants but especially with the photos that you have from the 50s and in 60s and uh, 70s, uh, there was a lot going on here in the Twin Cities, along with a lot happening in St. Paul. Um, so when I when we see a, p- a picture of our teachings, what kind of uh, picture would that be? Would it be somebody in
2: front of a crowd talking to young ones, or? Uh, well, we have one photo that uh, highlights Heart of the Earth School, um, wow. and. Gives a, gives a really close look at what that surrounding was like. Um, we have, I'm looking at the photos right now, we have kids who um, went to one school in Mille Lacs and visited another school to be able to mingle with you know different students. And uh, the last one I'll give the example is we have uh, Francis Kihana who is teaching folks how to make uh, baskets. Um, yeah. and we actually have some of Francis's baskets within our collection.
1: Wow. That's pretty cool. Uh, so it, there's a heart of the earth too. If people don't know out there was a survival school that was started by, I believe the American Indian movement along with the red schoolhouse at the same time. And, uh, really, uh, picked up a need for our, our native kids in, in those days. And especially now too, we can talk about is, uh, Uh, to be in touch with their culture and who they are and not uh, be colonized. And so the heart of of the earth, I'm sure you're gonna run into a lot of people that uh, over the length of the exhibit that went to that school.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a big part of this exhibit too, is to continue to have these conversations with community members, to to be able to put names to faces that we might not have been able to identify quite yet. Um, But of course, too, to have just conversations and to remember, Remember the the great things that all of these folks have done, um, and we really try to highlight that as best as we can.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. First of all, I really well we're going to be down there uh, on the 21st, October 21st. I'm excited about that. We're going commercial free uh, for the whole hour, and I'm really excited to see these pictures because I am an old person, but I used to do black and white photography and. I believe that there is so much, uh, color and, um, grays and blacks and, and in between. And I love black and white photos. So I'm excited to see these old pictures, but also have them come to life and, and, and be out, out in the open for everyone to enjoy.
2: Yeah. Another element that I think you will enjoy, but I hope everyone else will too, is that we've utilized the negatives that go along with a lot of these photos. So to be able to tell a broader story of what one image can tell, having the whole chain of events um, that people can actually look at. Um, a great, a great instance of that is the Naval takeover base in, uh around huh. the Fort Snelling area when it was abandoned and mm-hmm. uh, Amster's and claimsters, uh, went there to practice their sovereignty and and to show that sovereignty is inherent. Um, and there's lots of, lots of different, uh, negatives to be able to show that.
1: So in other words, uh, this one picture out of maybe five negatives was in the paper and it was cropped. And now you have the full, all, all, the full strip of negatives plus the wide shot because, you know, back in the day they hand cropped cropped things in the newspapers, so now you can see the whole p- picture too
2: right and wow. there's probably at least 30 negatives to go with that photo
1: wow are there any of the uh photographers still alive um i imagine there are and have have we talked or reached out to them i know it was a job for them in that the paper owned the negatives, so when they were done shooting their roll, they would hand it over, or I don't even know if they developed it, but I remember those days because, again, I'm old, but uh, are there any photographers that have uh, reached out?
4: Good question. Uh,
2: yeah, we've actually reached out to one of the photographers. His name is Mike Zerbe, um, and he's, I'm hoping he's going to be here on Saturday, and maybe we can convince him to, to come onto the show and talk to you.
1: Yeah, that would be really good because I I think too I it, it, it always amazes me watching the old photographers in the day of the newspaper that they'd come in and shoot and you'd just go, "Oh wow, that's cool." And then you'd see what they saw and what they what they cropped out and what they put in the paper was like magical for me because again, I was a, I liked photography and um just to see that whole process and it was like you know, they were intense and they did their thing and are there any old pictures from um, uh, the old film? And I know a lot of this is probably 35 millimeter, but is there any, uh, I think it was one inch uh, negatives.
2: Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not uh, very savvy with those terms for photography. I wish I was, no, um, that's but cool. I, I can tell you that the research that I did was in our library here at the history center um, mm-hmm. to be able to find all these negatives. And it, it was probably a good 30 to 40 hours of, of digging around to find the negatives to match the photos.
1: Wow, 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 wow. Well, I know too What what's exciting to me uh, is a possibility of a book too. And I think what's interesting is that you have such a, uh, a treasure, uh, a tr- all these pictures uh, uh, as a treasure, uh, which ones to pick to put in a book someday. Uh, it'll be exciting to to come down there and see them all um, hanging. And uh, Wendy, it's interesting when a, a picture is framed or hung is so much different than than like picking it up. Mm-hmm. As, you as a painter, yeah,
3: definitely. Yeah, beautiful. We have a black and white picture here that we're looking at. And I know, Robert, when you said all the different colors in black and white, that it's really amazing. It's a black and white photo, but there's so many colors and so much depth mm-hmm. to these photos. So, yeah, beautiful.
1: Yeah, we have a, a picture hanging of my great-great-grandfather up in the studio here. And uh, uh, it's a, a good-looking guy. <laughs> oh, wow, uh, I mean, he's got... Yeah, and he's got a He's got a a, a, a nickel plated pistol and a pinky ring and, and a bougie Indian or something or they <laughs> or they had all those uh, props at the photography uh, studio possibly. <laughs> but yeah, we're really excited. Let's talk about this again. When and uh, what time? Uh, let's give give our audience another uh, one two punch on that. It's October twenty first, and uh, and what time can people start showing
2: up? So the event runs from 11 to 2 p.m. 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Doors open for the History Center I believe at 10. So Mm -hmm. folks can come a little bit earlier but uh, the event that we're gonna have won't start won't start until 11.
1: Well and it's all free and um, come on down there and see this work and uh, you know it's it's always makes me smile because we always talk about we're still here but this is a proof that we've here we're here and we have been here and our relatives have been here and there's there's proof of it and what what great work uh Jacob that this must have been for you and to fill up your fill up your heart and it's gonna be really great to see all the people really enjoy this
2: exhibit. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say too that our work isn't gonna be done uh with community coming in and and giving us more stories. Uh, we're going to have more to add to this exhibit, um, but it, it will run for two years. So October 2025 is when uh, we will deinstall the exhibit. So
1: it'd be fun if you had a video camera and talk to some people or maybe even uh, another another camera to take pictures of people that are related. Uh, that'd be fun, too. I'm sure you got yeah, it absolutely. all figured out, figured out. But hey, I want to say thanks for coming on and really thank you uh, for what you're doing for our community and so I really, I really appreciate this. And I can't wait. To, we'll be live down there at one o'clock, Wendy, um, and um, interviewing people and um, just to enjoying the, cel- the celebration.
3: It's great.
1: All right, Ben. Well, thank you so or, uh Jacob, thank you so much for uh, being on. And uh, we were with Jacob uh, Banier and Program Outreach Specialist with the Minnesota Historical Society. Thank you so much for stopping in.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me.
1: Right on. Hey, up next, uh, it's uh, Potpourri here at uh, Native Ritz Radio. We're going to be talking about the play we just saw. And then after that, uh, Wendy with her Sacred Animal portion. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake.
0: In this critical time for Indian country, voting is crucial to protecting the land, water, and communities. Voting creates collective power in securing our planet's future amid climate chaos. Engage in personal conversations with loved ones to ensure they are making informed voting choices. Register to vote. And don't forget that 16- and 17-year-olds can pre-register to vote in Minnesota. NACTI is asking us to stand together and make voting a tradition. Go to nacti.org to learn more and make your pledge to vote. In recognition of Domestic Violence Awareness Month, this message is brought to you by Strong Hearts Native Helpline, a culturally appropriate domestic and sexual violence helpline for Native American and Alaska Natives. Advocates provide free support and advocacy 24-7. Call or text 1-844-762-8483. That's 1-844-7NATIVE or chat online at strongheartshelpline.org safe, anonymous, confidential, 24-7.
3: Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners Minnesota Senior Health Options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that
1: contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal. My grandpa, Jim Warner, treated his customers like family, and Warner Stellion is still doing that today. I'm Angela Warner, and to thank you for 69 years, Warner Stellion Appliance is offering unbeatable savings of up to 40% off free dishwasher installation, and no interest for two years with your Warner's card. Plus, go to
3: Warnerselling.com for an exclusive $50 coupon. These deals end October 18th, so hurry into one of our 10 Minnesota stores. You'll love your new appliances, and Warner
0: Stellion. I love my Toyota vehicles, so when I have to get service done, there's only one place I go. Rudy Luther Toyota. They know Toyota's inside and out. It starts with them checking your alignment and tire treads with their Hunter Quick Check Drive inspection service. Oil changes, tires, batteries, wipers, no matter what you need done, they can help you with reliable Toyota parts and the best service team in Minnesota. Check out their website, RudyLutherToyota.com, for service and parts specials just for Toyota vehicles. Get your Toyota serviced at Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and one in Golden Valley.
3: End-of-life decisions are not easy to make. Hi, I'm Mary T. of Mary T. Hospice Care. It's important to make sure that this difficult time is meaningful and comforting to you and your loved ones. Our hospice team provides an individualized program of physical, emotional, spiritual, and practical care so your loved one is comfortable and not in pain. At Mary T. Hospice, we understand that choosing the right hospice care provider can be overwhelming, but we're here to assist you. Learn more today at MaryTInc.com.
1: With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lillia. Cloudy tonight with a low of 50, then a chance of rain on Wednesday with a high of 61. Every day this week, AM 950 is giving away two pay-per-view passes to
0: Stephanie Miller's sexy liberal comedy tour show this Saturday night. Listen to the Matt McNeil Show every day from 3 to 5 for your chance to win. Only on the Matt McNeil Show. And uh Coleman 1, US Pan and I'm listening to
3: Native
1: Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
4: This portion of the show is supported by Stronghearts Native Helpline, free confidential anonymous 24-7. Call or text 1-844-762-8483. That's 1-844-7 Native.
1: I almost howled, uh, Haley. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was getting ready to howl. Um, hey, we all. Uh, Wendy's busy right now, but she'll with, be with us in a minute, Haley. Um, we all went to see "For the People" uh, uh, play at the Guthrie. Oh, go ahead, Wendy. No,
3: at the Guthrie. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome.
1: So I just want to read this. Uh, unlike many new plays. For the People didn't begin with written words on a page. It began with stories spoken in the community circles over several years. Those conversations became the source material for a script which became the world premiere play On Stage Now. See how the playwrights, the director, uh, the Twin Cities Native community, and the Guthrie came together to make For the People possible. And then uh, I just read that out of their playbill, and... They have, in, 19, in 2019, they started this process with the readings. And I know our, our friend Roya was in the original uh, reading. Uh, it was a one-act play at that time. And maybe we can get her on and talk a little bit about her history. But it talks like a, uh, the play talks about the Minnesota Indian Center. It talks about, uh, you know, the powwow grounds, coffee shop. Uh, it talks about a lot of places that, You can see right now, and uh, uh, somebody asked me, too, um, just today, Wendy, they they have front row seats, Mm -hmm. and she's taken her daughter, and she said, uh, they just sent me an email and said that I might get wet, Mm -hmm. and I forgot all about that.
3: Yeah, so they. I don't want to give anything away, right. but they have a rain scene, and it's real water coming down. So Hard, I could hard see, too. Yeah, I could see if you're sitting in the front uh, row seat how that could happen and it could splash on you. It was really fun. It was really well done, and a lot of familiar, like Robert said, a lot of familiar uh, places and words that they used. Attitudes. And, yeah, different things. Um, actions you know like the woman who was you know instead of pointing she moved her mouth you know just like with their lips yeah yeah. just things that um, you know Native American people their culture you know does you know it's really very funny you laugh out loud and it's very heartfelt and yeah, really good. You should check it out. It's going... We saw it on opening night on the 7th.
1: It's going through the 12th of November. Oh,
3: yeah. And it's a great theater. The Guthrie's
1: yeah. beautiful.
3: And there's parking. It's really convenient in the garage across the street. And it's just...
1: Well, we first got there, we mm-hmm. went into the gift shop, and there was a lot of familiar, uh, I want to say, vendors or mm-hmm. artists, I should yeah. say, that uh, we've had in Native Rich Trading Boats mm-hmm. that were mm-hmm. in the store, and there were t-shirts and uh, uh, candles, and uh, mm-hmm. so there was a lot of cool stuff there. Haley, so uh, Wendy, who's been in the Native community as long as I have, got a lot of the inside jokes, I wonder... Did you catch all those? I know you're, you've are you been around too, but uh, what was your feeling yeah. about that?
4: Yeah, well, you know, I probably wouldn't have gotten a lot of those jokes if I never made my way across the river into <laughs> Minneapolis and Ooh. have been hanging out, you know, on Franklin Avenue every Thursday of the week for I don't know how many months now. But yeah, I mean, it was a lot of the inside jokes. Um, happen on Franklin Avenue. I know they mentioned Pow Wow Grounds. They mentioned Elder's Lodge, which is actually in St. Paul. I know they mentioned Maria's, which is right. also on Franklin. So yeah, it was it was very funny. Um, but yeah, you definitely need to have a little Franklin Avenue knowledge to get some of the jokes.
1: And I think uh, I, I'm looking at the playbill and Playbill, and it does explain some of that if you read it before you see the play uh, but it's also, uh, you know, hopefully I think you can get the Guthrie play for the people, uh, play online and, and check it out. I had a teacher from Harding, uh, reach out to me and what do I need to know? And I said, well, get the playbill. That'll help you out a lot. And also, um, look up, uh, have the kids look up some articles because there's been a lot of articles about, about the play for the people at the Guthrie.
4: Yeah, and I didn't know this too, but uh, Native Elders receive up to two free tickets to any performance of For the People. You can visit GuthrieTheater dot org and use promo code Elder in all caps E L D E R.
1: That's a, that's the only way I spell it is with all caps, Wendy. Elder. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm a baby elder.
4: Mm, own it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Well what else uh I think it was interesting too they kind of the the things that sometimes we struggle with is uh reservation Indians versus urban Indians they made kind mm-hmm. of a uh, fun of that and um that hit home for me in a lot of different ways uh but it is fun to laugh at ourselves and i and the opening nights uh crowd was amazing it was pretty much full
3: mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love standing. the Guthrie, yeah. I would say, I would suggest people get there extra early and just walk around the Guthrie itself. There's
1: the just beautiful
3: rooms. views of the Stone Arch Bridge, and it's just gorgeous, it really is.
4: Yeah, I'm looking, to some of their pre-show and post-show music that they'll be playing before and after the, the performance. They've got Jada Brown on here, the Pretendians band, so... If you don't know who they are, definitely check them out. I know I just went and saw the Pretendians, uh, one of their shows, a few weeks ago at a cafe in St. Paul, and they were absolutely amazing as always.
1: Well, before you know, I get starstruck. We're gonna get uh, West Studi on and. Uh Wes, uh, is probably the big name, but I really liked, uh, I liked the, uh, <laughs> the father who uh, worked for the casino. He was pretty, he had a pretty meaty part, but, uh, this is, uh, he plays Herb O. Gizek, uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's his Guthrie de- debut and he's been in theater for more than 30 years, countless, uh, theater roles, film, television selected, you know, like, Dances with the Wolves, he was a heavy duty part, Last of the Mohicans, Geronimo, an American legend, Heat, Avatar, Hostels, which was a really good movie too, Mystery Men, Love Song, Mending the Line, Only a Good Indian, he was a producer, uh, and his award is the first Native American to receive an Academy Award in 2019, and that was for his body of work over the years in, in movies. and. Uh, Wendy, uh, Nathaniel Two Bears, who's Ho-Chunk, and know his father, Robert Two Bears, for many years, and uh, this is his first, uh, he's debuting at the Guthrie, and he did awesome, too, and uh, it's an all-native cast, and uh, I just can't say enough, it was a lot of fun, and we'll probably go again.
3: Yeah, it was really fun.
1: <laughs> and Haley, what, uh, yes. what? What? when you were talking about those bands, what... Is that different nights that uh, they'll be playing? What outside? Because I know um, I saw Trickster Tacos was there on the opening night, selling food outside. There, um, I missed those guys, but uh, I did see pictures after that. Um, so, is it going to be outside? You know, or
4: yeah. So I don't know. I think the pre-show post music. I don't know if they play that in the uh, theater when the performance gets uh, done and over with. But yeah, some of the vendors and partners that were a part of this too, uh, like you said, Trickster Tacos, the NTVS, um, Pow Wow mm-hmm. Grounds Coffee, and Woodland Indian Crafts, which is, uh, I know Dr. Stately's brother, Charlie.
1: Oh, okay. That's his business, yep. Nice, okay, that's Woodlands. I always get uh, them confused with that, that other place that used to be on Franklin Avenue. I can't remember the name. Or want to bring it up? Um, just kidding. Uh, so again, we got a couple minutes left here. Wendy, what was one of the one of the high points of that play for you?
3: Mm, wow, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, I don't want to give anything away. Um, I want to just talk about the characters, though. Yeah. They have such strong, really good characters. The older woman who played. She was hilarious, I mean, Foster Blake, thank you, thank you, Haley. Yes, she was really funny, and, um, I think she was my favorite char- character.
4: I was gonna probably say that too. Yeah, she's Cherokee Nation, and she also was in Rutherford Falls, too. Mm-hmm.
1: We like to say Rutherford here.
4: sorry, but... yep, yeah, obviously, I don't watch them <laughs> <laughs> well we had,
1: we had them on the show. we had a like a big special. We had yeah. all those uh. And then they canceled it after. Yeah, I think shows. you
3: could still catch it, can't you? Oh, yeah. What was it on Paramount? Paramount. Paramount yeah, Plus. you could still watch it. It was a lot of fun. Falls. Really and, good.
1: And Bobby Wilson played a, a. He not only wrote for it the first two yeah. years, but he played a character, a casino worker, and he was kind of typecast because it was a, a, a smart, a smart uh, Alec, yeah. a smart Alec uh, uh-huh. character. Yeah, uh, Ernest Briggs, who played. Uh, uh, uh what uh, Levy Mitchell who is kind of the gatekeeper of res uh <laughs> the traditional res tra- thank you yeah traditional and then uh Kendall Kent Kent um and uh I can't say uh what's what's uh Ka- Kalani um Kipu. he was he was my favorite mm. he was hilarious mm-hmm. he was over the top in many things and uh yeah what a great play and um uh, also too uh wendy we're excited to friday we're gonna go see uh
3: mm-hmm. uh oh my god thank you thank you come Hayes. on guys i know
1: <laughs> haley's gotta say that every time i go flowers of uh yeah flower. that should be a good
3: it's a three and a half hour movie
1: yeah based on a true story mm-hmm. um and um, three and a half hours. I can't wait. We're going to see Martin it at. Scorsese where are we going to go see it? We're going to go see it at six o'clock on um, well, Friday. I
3: got tickets to a, a theater where that has stadium seating and uh, the recliner chairs. Is there so a place to, to put my e- in, porta potty? In Egan, will go. <laughs> and yeah, I already bought the tickets and picked out our seats. Robert has to get a seat on the end in case he has to go. Potty, oh, Oh, I will
1: have to. I'm old now. Things we have to do (laughs) when we get old. Oh my god, but it's a three and a half hour movie. And the thing is, I gotta say two things, and I probably mentioned this before, you guys is that um, got a standing 45 minute standing ovation at cons after it was shown. Yeah, and people that have seen it said it was so compelling, they did not realize three and a half hours Mm -hmm. went by. So, I'm looking forward to that.
3: Yeah. I really am. Look forward uh, to it.
1: You know, I uh, had an interesting question is like, how do people deal with the trauma after watching this trauma? And mm-hmm. so, let's put some tobacco out and go with people and talk about this movie afterwards. Yeah. Hey, up next, uh, Wendy with our sacred animal portion of the show. Thanks for coming in, Wendy. Yeah. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake.
4: I'm Awake. Stay with us. Getting bus and train information in your language just got easier. Customers who call Metro Transit at 612-373-3333 are able to select language options at the start of the call. Access Next Trip, their automated real-time schedule information tool and other Metro Transit assistance by calling 612-373-3333. For more information about other transit informational tools, visit metrotransit.org slash tools. Back to school season is here. And while this is an exciting time for parents, kids, and educators, let's not forget how far we've come in our battle against COVID-19. We're in a better place, but COVID-19 is still here, and we need to continue to help protect our communities. With the flurry of new schedules and classrooms, let's not overlook the fundamentals of staying safe. Wash your hands regularly and watch for any symptoms like fever, chills, a cough, or shortness of breath. Should you or someone you know have COVID-19 symptoms, stay home and get tested. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. Let's have this back-to-school season be a time of renewed commitment to our collective health, and brighter future for our Native communities. Again, find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us.
0: This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. In recognition of Domestic Violence Awareness Month, this message is brought to you by Strong Hearts Native Helpline, a culturally appropriate domestic and sexual violence helpline for Native American and Alaska Natives. Advocates provide free support and advocacy 24-7, Call or text 1-844-762-8483, that's 1-844-7-NATIVE, or chat online at strongheartshelpline.org. Safe, anonymous, confidential, 24-7.
1: Back to Native Roots Radio presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
4: This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How- How-
0: How-
1: we should uh, pre-record that? Yeah, that was a good one.
3: That was a good we'll one. We'll have to the howl. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the
1: intro was a little shaky, though. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> hey. Uh, I want to introduce my awesome and beautiful wife. She's off camera, so we'll pop up a, a, a glamour shot of you <laughs> uh, with a little Wanda. But we, you talk about uh, our sacred uh, animals, and I learned so much, and it's great to have you on. I've learned so much the last seven years of having you come on, and I know I say that every time, but it's true, and... Uh, Babe, don't fall asleep on
3: me. <laughs> I'm not falling asleep. Hey everybody, my name is Hanaji Hihani. That means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the state, state and local level, mostly the local level, and it's always my pleasure to do that. So I just want to give myself a plug. I do uh, pet portraits and I'd love to paint your pet from your favorite picture, a lot of peas. And you could visit my Facebook page. It's called Pilots Palette. Oh, yeah, Pilots Palette. And check out my work and uh, give me a like, like my page and give me some comments. And yeah. And I also have a Gmail account where you could email me at Pilots Palette. At gmail.com. Well, you're really having a lot of fun doing it.
1: Your whole family's very talented. I just, uh, uh I'm following your sister now on TikTok. Yeah. Or my sister in law. What the heck? (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. She's very funny and she's, uh, really good too. So, yeah.
1: What's the name of her? uh, Um,
3: well, she, uh, Growing Gracefully (laughs) is my sister's, um, TikTok handle that's what they call it growing Ooh. gracefully her first name is cindy and she's um an influencer of uh fashion really yeah. she's very fashionable and very she's lives in new york and you know yeah but she, she's got it going on i gotta yeah, tell you she's she got it going on it's a lot of fun to watch her and, <laughs> she uh, just started and she's doing pretty well so i want to get a
1: pair of those pants that yeah she yeah but hey back to our sacred animals and uh wendy my wife the artist
3: yeah so i want to i've talked about this before robert and mm-hmm. i want to bring it up again because i've seen it uh, come up a few times on social media uh and i want to just um kind of educate people so i talk i talk about the humane society of the united states so it's the largest organization in the united states that helps all animals um we do not um adopt out animals. We are not associated with any shelters, so we don't um, adopt out cats and dogs what we work on is legislation so we work on legislation and we work on passing laws and ordinances all over to help animals in a state or you know the country or your city or whatever so that's what our main goal is to do but there's an organization out there and it's called humane watch robert you know that i've talked about humane watch now if you just uh listen to their name, Humane Watch, you might think, oh, Humane, you know, watch where, you know, they're watching um, you know, how how animals are treated or if they're humanely treated or not, but they're not. Humane Watch is an organization which sole their sole goal is to get rid of the Humane Society of the United States and say really, really bad things about the Humane Society of the United States. Um, So the Humane Society of the United States is a great organization and it gets a lot lot done, right? We Mm -hmm. get a lot of laws changed for animals, humane laws that help all kinds of animals from circus animals to your animals on farms, on factory farms, farms, you know, everywhere. Uh, But the Humane Watch is an organization uh, that's created, it was created by Big Ag. So Big Ag, the NRA, and other big corporations with lobbying power and money to stop the work of the Humane Society of the United States because they are so successful in helping animals and they don't want these changes made, Mm. right? Big Ag, big agriculture does not want to give their pigs extra room and their cows extra room to roam around so they're more comfortable. God forbid, they don't want to do that. They want to keep these animals um, in very cramped, cruel conditions. So when the Humane Society of the United States goes to change laws to give animals um, more room to roam, to be more comfortable, to be treated more humanely, Um, Humane Watch turns around and says bad things about the Humane Society, the Humane Society of the United States. So I just want people to be aware um, of that. And, um, you know, the Humane Society, they always talk about how, um, you know, most of the money that you donate does not go to animals and stuff like that. So... And they really make it look good i mean honestly they do and a lot of people believe them but i want to just say that you know the truth is the fact that humane watch again is an organization created by big ag the nra and other big corporations that does not want the Humane Society of the United States to make things better for animals because it'll cost them more money, right?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, definitely.
3: just getting rid, rid of, we've talked about this on the show, getting rid of lead shots. So hunters go out, they shoot a deer, let's just say, right? Mm-hmm. The deer isn't killed immediately. The deer runs off somewhere and then dies and it's got the lead bullet that shattered inside its body. All right, so then you have these prey animals that come and eat the deer. Mm-hmm. Owls, eagles, all kinds of animals will come and eat the deer and then get sick mm-hmm. because they ate the lead and then they die of lead poisoning, right? Yep. So we've been trying to get rid of lead bullets um, and put ordinances out there where hunters can bring in all their lead bullets and get other bullets instead. Hmm. I think they're copper. I'd have to look it up. I'm not sure, but studies have shown that they're just as accurate. You know, they they may cost just a teeny bit more money, but not I think much. I think they're metal. Metal. I can't remember. They're not. The I don't metal. think they're copper oh okay expensive okay i can't remember what material it is i should have looked that up before i started talking but i didn't so um uh but the nra does not want any changes whatsoever because they feel like okay if we change this one thing if we change no more lead bullets then what's next and then what's after that and then what's after that so the nra has big lobbying power in Washington, D.C., and gives lots and lots of money so that lawmakers will not change these laws. So we're asking um, hunters, if you're a hunter, if you know a hunter, not to use lead bullets because they're not good, you know? Lead lures, fishermen, right? They get into the water. They get off the the fishing pole, and they end up... um, in the bottom of the lake or the river and they're lead. I mean, there's a reason why the car industry doesn't use lead paint anymore. Right. There's a reason why houses are no longer painted with lead paint Yeah, because it's poison. It's poison.
1: You were right. Uh, Copper is one of the alternatives. Oh, thank you for looking that up.
3: up. Okay, yeah, I thought it was copper. So it is one of the alternatives. Uh, Studies have shown that they're just as accurate. I think they do cost a little bit more money, but not much. I mean, it's not gonna break the bank. And you're helping the environment. You're helping other animals. You're just doing it uh, the right thing, you know? So I would say to hunters out there, um, not to use lead bullets use copper bullets. Um, There's organizations too and programs where you could bring, um, you know, and then hunters will say, well, I have a whole garage full of lead bullets. What am I gonna do with all these bullets? You could trade them in, so trade them in. Google it, you'll find out where you need to bring them and you could do that. Um, So also the Humane Society of the United States, they have big equipment, they have trailers, they have veterinarian staff, right? They go to, to, they are asked to go to disaster zones, right? And they help these animals, so they need a lot of money to do that. So I just wanna say all that. So uh, Stop Humane Watch is the website Mm. where you wanna go because we wanna Stop Humane Watch.
1: Wendy, thanks so much. for your input and everything you do and all that information. We really need to be on top of that. This has been Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake. We'll be back tomorrow.
3: Free Leonard Peltier. Now. Now.